Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. In the premiere episode of the Pictures of Billy podcast, I'm going to be talking about someone who is next to or behind one of the biggest artists around right now, the brother to Billy Eilish, Phineas. Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning. Phineas is not only Billy Eilish's brother, he is her producer, he is her co-songwriter, he's the one that decided that they should write music together, and he is getting all the accolades right next to his sister. He's also a fantastic musician in his own right. He is a home studio expert, and if you've heard anything about the way these two made Billy's album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?, you know that they made it in Phineas's childhood bedroom in their parents' home in the Highland Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. Here's my snapshot of my experience interviewing Phineas, but first a little bit of context. This was my second cover story for Mix Magazine, and for those of you who don't know, Mix Magazine is a publication dedicated to recording, studio, mixing sound, audio. It's basically for studio people. Phineas is perfect for this since the sound he's creating right now is very much new, very much different from everything else that's going on, and everybody's trying to figure out how he did what he did. Billy's album is pretty much my favorite album of 2019, but it took me a long time to get around to it. One of my close friends does PR for Billy, and she'd been trying to get me to listen to the music and come to Billy's shows for at least a couple of years. This is when Billy was 14 years old, playing shows to 20 people in her neighborhood, and I just was not interested in seeing her at all, and I just I just told her that I, I just didn't want to go. I heard Billy on the radio. I heard You Should See Me in a Crown. That did not make me like her anymore. I thought it was weird, and I thought the lyrics were a little bit stupid. And then my husband, Lawrence, listened to the album, and he told me I really need to listen to the whole thing to understand what's going on, and he assured me that it was really good. Duh. Little aside, but related to what we're talking about, I was at Rick Rubin's studio Shangri-La, which is at the far end of Malibu, about as far away as you can get. Once I was done with my interview there, I had a long drive home and I thought that would be a perfect time for me to listen to this Billy album once and for all and just be able to tell people I listened to it and I didn't like it. So I listened to it on repeat three, maybe four times because it was taking hours to get back home to Silver Lake and I absolutely fell in love with the record. I was completely sold. You should see me in a crowd. I'm gonna run, there's nothing to hell. Watch me make them bow. 
Billy's PR, who's also Phineas's PR, had also sent me his music, and I liked that from the beginning. And that was way back in April of 2019. And from that point, I started talking to her about doing this cover story for Mix, and we'd been working on it and working on it. And when I finally did the interview, I mean, which was many, many months after Billy's album had come out, Billy had become the hugest star. She had won multiple, multiple awards. She was at the top of everybody's year-end charts, and she'd already topped the Billboard charts, both with single and album. So talking to Phineas at that point would have been a very different experience than talking to him back in April. I'm the bad guy. For the interview, I went to one of Phineas's two houses. He's 22. He has two houses in Los Angeles. When I got there, he wasn't there yet. He was late, but not too late, just a few minutes. And he pulled up in a red Tesla. I couldn't tell you what model it was because I can't tell by looking at them. I'd already met Phineas just a few weeks before that because I went to his solo show. His PR again had me meet him after the show because we were going to do this interview and she wanted us to meet ahead of that. And he had left a really, really good impression on me because one of my good friends had brought her 12-year-old niece who's a huge fan and super shy. And he was really patient. He realized that she wasn't going to talk to him in front of everybody else with everybody staring at her. So he waited and he started having like a quiet conversation with her on the side and she started interacting with him and completely coming out of her shell. So he had left me with a very, very good impression when I first met him. He's very personable. He's very confident. And I got that all over again at the interview. So this house is entirely pretty much empty. There's a couple pieces of furniture. There's still a little bit of a studio set up in the studio room. But essentially, he's completely moved out into the Los Feliz house. And he told me his plan for this particular house is to turn it into a recording house. Because in a couple of years, he's planning on starting his own publishing company, signing artists, and have that space for recording. So obviously, we talked a lot about recording, considering that it's a story for a recording magazine. He gave me a lot of interesting insight. He was very comfortable talking. I'd, I'd done a lot of research, so I had some particular things I wanted to talk to him about, one of which was these unique sound sources that he uses. And I'm going to read one and a half paragraph from my Mix Magazine story specific to these found sounds. So here it is. Come here. Say it, spit it out. O'Connell and Eilish were at a crosswalk in Sydney, Australia, when she pointed out that the accessible pedestrian signal had a cool sound. She recorded it, O'Connell quantized it to the right tempo, and it became the hi-hat sound on the chorus of Bad Guy. On Bury a Friend, a stapler is heard, but also the screeches on that song are created from Eilish's voice modulated in Soundtoy's Little Altar Boy, reverbed and then distorted into a beat. There is snow crunching on Come Out and Play. O'Connell incorporates these unconventional sound sources into his own artist material as well. There's a car crash and a helicopter, one of the signature sounds of Highland Park when O'Connell was growing up, on Die Alone. A sonar sound similar to a beachcombing metal detector is on I Lost a Friend, and a snippet of laughter from a stranger in a park in Prague on I Don't Miss You at All. Why do you care for me when we all fall asleep? Where do we go? He told me some great stuff off the record about experiences he had with sessions with super big artists um, that was highly entertaining, but entirely inappropriate for me to be putting in print. And he already asked me not to put it in print, and I wasn't going to anyway. But it was fascinating uh, to hear that stuff. And sadly, I can't share it with you here. But what I can share with you is a couple of days later, I was at the Variety Magazine Hitmakers Brunch, where Billy was being honored 
nominated as the hitmaker of the year, and Phineas was also there as well as their parents. And when Billy went up to do her acceptance speech, she brought Phineas up. And one of the things he said, and he wasn't talking about my article because my article didn't come out until January. One of the things he said was, there's a lot of bullshit articles about me now about how I'm not just Billie Eilish's brother. Just being Billie Eilish's brother is all I ever wanted to be. That's a direct quote because I videoed her whole acceptance speech. And to be perfectly honest, it made me laugh, but it also made me a little bit teary. And that's my snapshot of interviewing Phineas. You can read the entirety of my Phineas story at picturesoflily.com. That's pictures-of-lily.com. For those of you who don't know what a hyphen is, pictures-of-lily.com. You can also find it at mixonline.com. It's right there on the homepage. On both ones, it's right there on the homepage since it's very new. January of 2020 is the issue it's in. In the next episode, I'll be speaking about another Grammy winner. Phineas is a Grammy winner, by the way. He won the Grammy for Producer of the Year, as well as five other Grammys alongside Billy. This person is Hildur Gudnadottir. She's an Icelandic composer who has already won an Emmy for her score for Chernobyl, HBO's miniseries. And she composed the music for the awesome Joker film that is both controversial and unsettling and awesome that came out last year. She already won a Golden Globe for Joker. She's been nominated for a Grammy, as I said earlier, and she's also nominated for an Academy Award. My story on Hildur is in the same issue of Mix as uh, my Phineas cover story, so if you want to get a preview of that, you can read it at mixonline.com or at picturesoflily.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Pictures of Lily.